Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Change Your Thinking, Change Your Life podcast. My name is Michelle Burkhardt, and I am your host. Hey, today's a little special edition of the podcast. Today is my mother's birthday. I'm going to share a little bit of her story with you and then also um, talk about five different lessons that she taught me and how that's kind of shown up in my life and what I'm doing with those lessons and really kind of challenge you to think through your own history and legacy and how you want to to change your life from this point forward. So uh, you don't have to take any notes, just sit back and enjoy, drink your coffee or adult beverage or whatever suits your fancy. And uh, thank you for just allowing me a few minutes to talk about my mom. So with that, uh, enjoy. So today is my mother's birthday. So she would be 65 years old. Uh, She uh, unfortunately passed away going on about 12 years ago now. She was very, very young. Uh, She had a terminal illness that uh, we knew ahead of time, uh, about three years ahead of time that that she was going to pass away. So that actually was a a real big blessing. While at the time there was all kinds of stuff happening in my own life, uh, it, it was a blessing to know that that she was going to go and that we could all prepare and uh, that she got to go out of, out of this life in the way that she wanted to, um, at least as much as she was in charge of. And so, you know, as I'm in this kind of reflective phase, I thought, why don't I... Uh, just take a few moments and and think about my mom. So I was thinking about my mom and um, I don't know if you, you have this. I know many people are very close to their mothers. They, they see their mother as like their, their best friend and you just have a really close relationship. Uh, Some of you have actually told me before you weren't so close when you were young. You're much closer now, especially when your children are born. Um, And some of you, you know, you've had off and on or estranged relationships from your mothers for a long period of time. And many, Many of you have actually reached out. You're at various levels in your life and you've said, you know, my relationship with my mom has never really been good. Uh, and, and she's also passed away and I'm trying to work through that relationship after she's gone. So, you know, regardless of, of your relationship with your mother, I just wanted to kind of highlight a few things that I learned from my mom. Okay. Now, uh, I have been working on this relationship, even though my mother's been gone, uh, because it's really, really important to me. And also, uh, because I find that it helps me be a better mother to all of my children, but especially to my girls. Okay. So I just wrote down five really quick things that I learned from my mom. Okay. So the one thing that I learned was we work hard. Okay. So a very good work ethic. Um, I, Remember this, if you listened to my podcast a few weeks ago, I shared with you my uh, vacation, this retreat that I went on. We went on this uh, mountain, uh, a little part of the Appalachian quote unquote trail, uh, which really was a mountain, uh, no matter what my friends told me. And so we had this experience and my mother's voice came and said, put one foot in front of the other. It doesn't matter how hard it hurts, you get the job done. Okay. Now, I will say this, that that particular lesson can go either way. So up until very recently in my life, I I interpreted it as it does not matter how much it hurts, get the job done, meaning achieve, 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 do, 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 get it done, right? Now that has actually helped me and served me very well. 
you know, many times lots of people will look at what I'm doing right now. You know, they'll look at all the wonderful things I'm doing in my business. They'll look at, you know, my kids are relatively healthy and unharmed or uninjured, right? Uh, I have a, a healthy marriage. Like the, they see me finishing up school as my PhD and they're like, oh my gosh, you're so great, right? And not to say I'm not great. I don't, I don't mean it like that. However, you know, it has come at a, at a little bit of a cost, right? Um, work ethic has done many things for me in my life. Absolutely. And I'm realizing the last couple years that it has done many things for me and that's not all. And so if I were to take my mother's lesson of work hard, no matter what, no matter how you feel, I might just tweak it a little bit and say, absolutely work hard and be in touch with how you feel. Because that was one thing that, you know, she wasn't the greatest on was helping me understand my feelings. Right. Uh, and so now I'm trying to get in touch with my feelings more. So the more that I do this, the more that I realize, for example, somebody came to me this afternoon and they had a proposition. They said, Hey, um, you know, I want to, I want to talk about this, this potential work that we could do together. Right. Well, that's fine and dandy, but something in my spirit said, no. Now my previous version might've said, Ooh, yes, that's a great opportunity. That's, you know, at least 150 people I haven't talked to before. Yes. Let's make that happen. Right. Do, do, do get it done. Doesn't matter how it affects you. However, in my spirit, I heard, no, that's not good enough. And I was like, Hmm, I'm going to trust that piece of it. So it's not like I'm ditching my mother's lesson of, you know, get the job done, but I'm revising the last bit of it where she said, get it, get it done no matter how bad it hurts. I'm going to get it done. I'm going to pay attention though, because if it hurts, it might not be for me. Okay. And you know, the, the next, I guess, lesson I got from my mom Again, I'm, I'm realizing as I'm going through this, yeah, I'm, I'm going to have to revise some of these. Uh, I wrote down, always put on a smile. Now, my mom, you know, there were many times that she would go out into public, uh, whether it be with family or whether it be at to church or in the community or to work, and she would always put on a smile, right? Now, when I was younger, I thought this was a little disingenuous, a little inauthentic, right? Um, that you're, you, I know you're not happy, right? I know that there's stuff happening in your life right now, but you always put on a smile. And I, I came to the conclusion for myself, actually, probably just before she died, I was really thinking about this idea of always put on a smile. And it's not like what my younger version of me thought in a hypocritical way, but realizing, you know what, the, there are people out there who are hurting and not to say that they're hurting more than you or less than you or comparing because that's not it. But realizing that there are people who are genuinely hurting in this world. And if you can put on a smile and you can love them in their moment, even though things might not all be well with you, then you're doing the world a service. Okay. So it's, I used to think it was a discounting of, of you as an individual and your feelings when in reality, it's a looking at other people and saying, how can I serve them? Even if I'm hurting, I, I think about, um, kind of an epiphany I had when I was in high school, I read an article in the paper. I was very early high school, maybe even as a freshman. And, um, I don't, I don't know how I wasn't a reader of the paper. Somehow this article came to me. Okay. I needed it. And the essence of the article was the writer was uh, a teenager. And he basically said, uh, 
we were reading a suicide note. He said, I'm, you know, nobody ever smiles at me. Nobody ever, you know, takes care of me. Uh, if I go through this day and at least one person smiles at me, then I will not kill myself. And of course he went through the day, nobody smiled at him. And that's what we were reading is his note. And so the, the editorial was basically just admonishing us to, you know, make sure that we go out and we make the world a better place. So I took that on and I said, you know what? I can do that. That's one thing I could do. I don't have money. I don't have influence. I don't have status, but I have a smile. And so I remembered what my mom said, you know, put on a smile. Other people need it. Uh, and so that's what I did. You know, I made it my mission that I was going to smile at as many people as possible. Apparently it worked. When I graduated, I was, I was, uh, uh, named as, you know, most popular. I was like, why? That doesn't even make sense to me. But apparently when you smile at everybody, everybody likes you. FYI. Okay. Um, and then also this other lesson that I got from my mom, never show weakness, no matter what, never back down. Right. And maybe that serves me well, maybe it doesn't. Uh, I know that there are certain times when I realize uh, I do need to show weakness. Uh, A a dear friend of mine posted something, uh, actually texted me something about um, basically the, the essence of fierce independence is also a conditioned trauma response because you're not trusting of others right? So this never back down, never show weakness. Uh, it can serve you well, absolutely. It, it, when it's in an initiative category, right? So you see something needs to be done. Let's go after it. Let's do it. Let's not, not, uh, kind of fail in that. Right. However, the flip side of that is that if you never show weakness, you can never get support or help from others. And there's power in that. So I think that's another one that I would, I would just revise a little bit, right? So, so maybe there's two sides of the coin and depending on what I'm doing will depend on which side of the coin that I need to be operating under. Um, and you know, one of them, honestly, make others laugh that that's become a huge part of who I am and what I do. Um, I used to, as a speaker and a trainer, I used to really be in the, you know, how well did I do? Did I use the right words? Uh, did I give them enough time to think, you know, I'd have this whole long list of questions that I would evaluate myself on. Right. And all of that was really good. There's no, nothing wrong with that. However, after you speak as many times as I do, so at least for the last 10 years, I've been speaking 200 to 250 times a year. Okay. Live. So I think I added up the, the amount of content I've created and delivered has well over 10,000 hours. So once you've gotten to that point, you know, I'm still growing. So there are still things I'm, I'm paying attention to. Okay. But my new measure of success was, did I have fun? Did the people enjoy themselves? Did they laugh? Especially in these COVID times, as I'm doing more and more online courses, was this a good use of my time? Because if it was, and I was passionate and excited about it, guess what? It's going to be a good use of somebody else's time too, because I hate to take hostages, right? Uh, so make others laugh. So in whatever way you can, and not again in this, um, disingenuous way, but just bring the humor whenever possible. I love that. 
Uh, and then the last thing that I'll share with you today is, you know, my mom had different versions of herself. It, it's interesting because I'll often see this on Facebook on her birthday. She had lots of friends and, and family. And, you know, when it pops up that it's her birthday, you know, so they'll, they'll share pictures, they'll share stories about her. Um, and I think that's not the mom I had, right? Um, that is not the mom I had. Uh, and it, it reminds me that there are different versions of ourselves that we have the public version. We have the private version that's kind of reserved for our closest family and friends. And we have the inner version and my mom was no different. And I realized as I've reflected on some things that have happened in the past, that her inner version probably needed some work. Um, she needed some love. Uh, input, output. She had some things that happened to her, around her, with her throughout her, her lifetime that she could have used a little bit more love and genuine care and concern, uh, not just from, you know, those in her family, but from her community. And so I think the younger version of her was much more connected to her community and in that um, level of care. And as time went on, I could see that she was very disconnected and that there were things that happened within groups that she was in that really didn't add to that love, especially the unconditional love. And so, you know, as I reflected on that, I think about myself, like what, what different versions do I have? And I remember reading, I think it might have been John Maxwell's Intentional Living gosh, eight years ago. I don't know whenever, whenever it first came out, I remember reading that book and I think there's a section in there and it talks about being the same person wherever you are right now. Obviously we're going to speak differently to people we live in the same house with as those we've just met. Right. So I'm not talking about that, but really thinking about, are you the same person privately, you know, per personally and in public? Now there's times for you to be different. Absolutely. And we don't want to be, you know, let's say we're dealing with something private that, that, you know, I mean, I've been to places you can call them dark nights of the soul, right? You're, you're really struggling through some stuff, processing stuff. You don't want to take that out into the world, right? Not, not talking about that, but are you genuine and authentic? So for the grand majority of the time, are you a genuine and authentic person? Are you the same at home as you are when you're at work? I got to tell you that, you know, I'm the same person here. I am uh, on the podcast. I think my husband can attest to this. We, we go out on dates. We have conversations. It's just like this. Okay. Um, I think that my friends can, can attest that when we're on a phone call or we're, we're visiting, which gosh, it'd be nice to do that again. Right. It's just like this. Um, when I am teaching on online, um, doing a keynote or maybe I'm doing an, an uh, e-course of some sort, it's like this because I want to be a real and genuine person. Now I might not be sharing my deep, dark, you know, inner secrets with you. Although some of you podcast listeners, you really feel like that, don't you? Cause I do share a lot of myself with you and that's highly intentional. However, you know, this idea of, do I want to have different versions of me? And when my children grow up, what lessons will they have for me? Right? So I guess, you know, as I'm sharing this, it's, it's partly just to, to honor and tribute to my own mom, um, on her birthday, but also just to, to get you thinking about what lessons were passed down to you. 
And how are they affecting your life? And are they things that you want to keep or things that you need to revise? And thinking about your legacy, what will your children or, you know, maybe you don't have children, but you have coworkers, right? Or you have people in your community. What will the people that you're leading, you know, what lessons are you teaching them? And what do you want to teach them, right? So thank you so much for letting me just kind of share a little bit about my mom um, and, you know, send lots of, of thoughts and and prayers and and good energy and vibes towards those people out in the world that are remembering her today. Uh, Oftentimes it's it's not necessarily a remembrance that is a a fun thing to do. There's a lot of pain there. So if you can just remember them, uh, I would really appreciate that. So with that, I release you into the wild. Go forth and prosper. Have an amazing day. We'll catch you next time. All right. Bye-bye.